New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in to New Vision's daily podcast. My name is Steve Austin. I am the prison ministry pastor here at New Vision, and I am excited to read from Genesis 41, 40 through 57, and then offer you just a few comments at the end of the reading. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger, put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in robes of fine linen, put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in a chariot as his second in command, and people shouted before him, Make way! Thus he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but without your word, no one will lift a hand or foot in all of Egypt. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name Zephanath Paneah and gave him Azenath, daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, to be his wife. I'm glad we don't have to do that one again. And Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced plentifully. Joseph collected all the food produced in those seven years in abundance in Egypt and stored in the cities. In each city, he put the food grown in the fields surrounding it. Joseph stored up huge quantities of grain like the sand of the sea. It was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measure. Before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph by Asenath, daughter of Potiphera, priest of On. Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, It is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. The second son he named Ephraim and said, It is because God made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. The seven years of abundance in Egypt came to an end, and the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had said. There was famine in all the other lands, but in the whole land of Egypt there was food. When all Egypt began to feel the famine, the people cried to Pharaoh for food. Then Pharaoh told all the Egyptians, Go to Joseph and do what he tells you. When the famine had spread over the whole country, Joseph opened up the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe throughout Egypt. And all the world came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph because the famine was severe everywhere. Okay, a few things stood out to me as I was preparing this thought process. Number one. God's plan puts us in position to make something happen. God's plan always puts us in a position where we have the influence 
to make something happen. God had a plan in place to create an entire nation of people through Jacob's sons, one of which was Joseph. You have probably heard the term, the 12 tribes of Israel. Well, that term is referring to 12 groups or 12 tribes of people, which with a leader and each of those groups were started with each of the 12 sons of Jacob. So Joseph and his 11 brothers were the OG 12 tribes of Israel. Okay, so now God had a plan in place. He didn't tell his plan to those other brothers. He didn't uh, have to disclose to them what was going on. They didn't know that they were the heads of the tribes that would make up God's eventual land of Israel. He just simply unfolded his plan one day at a time, just like he does with us today. And watch this. His plan included generations of people under each head and tribe to follow But there was a problem. A famine hit the land and threatened to take out God's leaders of his 12 tribes of Israel. God had a plan and put Joseph in position to make something happen. Verse 40, you shall be in charge of my palace and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. God had a plan, again, and he put Joseph in a position of authority. God's plan puts us in position. Second thing I want you to notice, God's purpose puts us in possession. God's plan puts us in position, but God's purpose puts us in possession. What does that mean? Well, if you remember... Joseph got in trouble with his brothers because he told them about a dream he had of them all bowing down to him. That incident led them to want to kill him. So they eventually got rid of him. They sold him to a caravan of Ishmaelites traveling to Egypt. That put him in the location God needed him to be for his plan to unfold. While he was in jail in Egypt, it just so happened that the king had a dream. It just so happened that no one could interpret the king's dream. It just so happened that Joseph had previously interpreted the king's cupbearer and the king's baker's dreams while they were in jail with Joseph. So since no one could interpret the king's dream, Joseph was brought before the king and interpreted the dream. The dream meant there would be seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. That's what our section of scripture was referring to. So God's purpose was to save the 12 men who were God's chosen leaders. And the way he saved them was through Joseph's ability to interpret the king's dreams. That interpretation put him in position to fulfill God's plan. Now, God knows exactly what he's doing. He knows how to put us in position and in possession of everything we need to fulfill his ultimate agendas. 
So, what made Joseph special? Well, I can answer that quickly. Nothing. God simply already knew the plans he had made for him. And he wired him to be organized, an administrator, a dreamer, a visionary, a true man of God. Now, Joseph wasn't any more special than any of us, but God chose to use him in a great way. And the names he gave his children are an indicator of the condition of his heart. And this mindset is a key reason why God chose to use him to advance his kingdom. So here's the two names. Verse 51, Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, it is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. Wow. So in other words, he named his son a name that means it is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. Joseph was able, I want you to catch this. Joseph was able to see his past as a present to create a platform for his future. Most of us allow the failures and shortcomings of our past to dictate our expectations of the future. Our past has created, for most of us, a negative lens that clouds our view of the things we believe we have access to and the things we believe we do not have access to in our lives. So if we will take hold of our past, if we will learn from it, if we will let God reveal life lessons through it, we have the honor and privilege of letting the past be our teacher. As God interprets our past through his lens, we finally see how it has been working for us all along the way. Wow, man, God is so awesome. So listen, I want you to catch this. Your past begins working in your favor the moment you embrace it as your training ground for that future platform that God already has in place through his plan for your life. Man, in other words, your past is absolutely necessary and it is highly beneficial. Let's look real quick as we close as the second name of his uh, this, the name of his second child, the second son he named Ephraim, which means it is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. Listen, Joseph saw the value of his suffering. Looking through God's lens, he was able to see how he actually needed the specific suffering that God allowed him to experience in Egypt because he saw it as a necessary refining process. Man. So, real quick, what's our takeaway today? Here it is. God has a very unique strategic plan for you. He has wired you to fulfill a responsibility in which he has also empowered you to fulfill Everything you have 
ever been through has been the training ground for his plan to be fulfilled through you as you advance the kingdom by joining him. Looking at life through Joseph's perspective, he was treated unfairly. His own brothers were jealous and couldn't even stand him to be around, so they sold him into slavery. He was in prison when he arrived in Egypt. He was wrongly accused of making advances to the king's wife. He was put in the dungeon, the worst of the worst places. Yet from God's perspective, he needed his man with his agenda on his heart and mind in the wealthiest nation in order to save his own people. God used a pagan land and pagan people with unlimited resources to save 12 men that God was using to build an entire nation of people upon. And if the circumstances would have been any different whatsoever, those plans would have not turned out exactly like they did. Those other 11 brothers bowed down to their brother because he became the second most important man in the kingdom and they were begging for food and because God had set him free from the past and what his brothers had done to him and had given him a forgiven, a forgiving heart, he offered them grace, love and understanding, man. Listen, God knows more about everything than you and I know about anything. He has a plan and it is designed to bring you into the epicenter of the things that are on God's heart. You can trust God's plan for your life today. God bless you, friend. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.